You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good. I couldn't be more excited. It's 364 days till the next first round of the NFL draft. Countdown. Uh, by the way, I want everybody to go check out the Locked On Today podcast. That's something else that we're doing on the Locked On Network. Uh, it's got analysis and all the best and worst picks from the draft. So Locked On Today, go check them out. Um, you can follow them on the Odyssey as A-U-D-A-C-Y or wherever you get your podcast. I know Apple's been having some issues. so. Uh, Maybe you go check out this other one, but uh, we love Apple too, because I've got just a tiny bit of Apple stock. So keep buying Apple products, people, and help Luke feed his children. His <laughs> uh, many, many all, children. All, all they eat is built bars. <laughs> That's all they eat is built bar samples right now. <laughs> when you have a lot of children, you got to take what you can get, brother. Um, okay, some people that won't have problems feeding their families will be the six Alabama players that were taken in the first round yesterday. And, Jimmy, I don't know how to do this except just go down uh, mm-hmm. in order. You want to go reverse order or regular order? Don't care. Just excited to talk about all of them. Okay, well, let's do regular order. I think that's the way they were drafted. Sure. I think we should honor them in that way. Um, <laughs> Perfect. So, number six, Jalen Waddell uh, goes to the Dolphins. Great pickup, if you ask me. Uh, Tua and Waddle reunited, and it feels so good. At least it does for me. And um, I think it's a fantastic pick. I think the Dolphins are going to love him. I thought Waddle had the one of the best moments of the draft when when he was it, and his family sort of gathered around him, and like they're all going crazy, and he just casually gets up and <laughs> walks away from them. <laughs> oh, that was so cool. Um, and I think he's he's very my. He's got such a Miami vibe. I mean, I kept saying he would be a perfect fit for the Philadelphia, and I, I still think he would have been a great fit there too. Uh, however, I, he has really embraced his Miami persona, and I think uh, they're going to love him. They love this kid a lot, man. He's going to be exciting. Yeah, uh, I love that video. That video is so funny. I watched it like five times, and I laughed harder. I laughed harder each time I watched it. It's just <laughs> funnier and funnier as there's there. Is maybe maybe they're all huddled around discussing how they're about to spend all his money, and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> headed to Miami. Yeah, see, was, y'all good. I'll see, see y'all in Miami. You, you got to pay for your own way to come find me. Um, <laughs> yes. yeah, I see, y'all in, see y'all in Canton, Ohio in uh, 12 years. Um, I think so. <laughs> but here's, you know, one thing, you know, we did our own mock draft, me and you, and uh, there was a lot of agreements that we had. I mean, you know, we were we were very close in terms of what we were agreeing on. And I think both of us had Devonte to Miami at that spot. But the fact that they went Waddle sort of proves us half right. They, they just had a, a preference of Waddle over Devonte, And uh, I don't blame them at all. I mean, I, I, I think it's six and one half dozen in the other in terms of who's going to have the better NFL career. Uh, and I like how Waddle is a great punt returner on top of everything, and that can be big in the NFL. Uh, so I, I love it. Uh, it's one more reason to root for the Dolphins. Uh, I'm a, not only a fan of Tua and Raekwon Davis and, and, and now Jalen Waddle, 
not just a fan of that and DJ Fluker, who's in Miami now as well. Uh, I love what the GM and the head coach have done there in, in terms of watching that Dolphins build. And people are sleeping on the Dolphins. You know, they were 10 and 6 last year, despite significant injury issues at quarterback and a rookie quarterback. And what was frankly the worst wide receiver unit in the NFL. And now they've addressed that, and now they've added Waddle. I wouldn't be surprised if they added another good weapon outside tonight in the second or third round. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I love what the Dolphins are doing, and I love that Waddle's going to be a part of it. Uh, then the second guy off the board, and I don't know if this is surprising or not, but I guess it kind of was in, in the fact of where he went, was Pat Sertan. Um, and I think it's great. He and, he and Judy are now reunited. Um, Kareem Jackson's out of Denver, right? I can't remember where he went. He was with Denver last year and is not coming back to Denver, I, I, I believe. I, I'm not 100% sure about that. I'm not right, 100% I'm sure. Gonna, I'm going to try and find out where he is while we're talking about this. But what do you think about the fit with Pat Sertan there? And it, they're getting a B or B-plus grade for the pick, but not because they don't like the people that are doing these grades don't like Pat Sertan. They're doing it more for, hey, why in the hell didn't y'all take a quarterback? And I think right. that is um, – that's a, a decent question. Actually, he is with the Broncos, it says, on okay. with the people. Good. So, Good. Okay, so he's – He's also Jackson. playing some safety late in his career, so it's not like Sertan's going to bump him out of the lineup because Kareem's playing some safety and some nickel. And, frankly, I think nickel back is where Sertan should play. That That's just me. Uh, but in the NFL, but Sertan has such great size and he's so disruptive. Um, I mean, yeah, he can be a lockdown corner outside, but I, I just think Sertan in that league would just be so effective uh, lining up at nickel. But uh, I like it. And again, me and you were close. I think we both agreed that we had Sertan going to the Cowboys at 10. So we only missed this by two spots. Uh, and here's why I like the fit. Number one, Denver for a team picking that high is near Super Bowl ready. I, I mean, in the sense, this is a contender. Den Denver will be a good team this fall. If they get good quarterback play, they'll be good. The reason they're good is because they're so good on defense. So now Sertan is being added as one more piece to what is already a good defense. And, hey, if you, you want to have a successful NFL career, be surrounded by good players. Don't just be a good player yourself. It's hard to do that on your own. But when you're on a really good unit – it's helpful to you. The rising tide lifts every boat. And uh, I, I think Sertan is in a great situation. Yeah, I think that he's got a good spot. I'll tell you, I just got back from Denver, and it, that altitude is no joke. I've been there a few times. It is no joke. So, Sertan, my advice to you is start practicing uh, <laughs> locally with maybe a plastic bag on your head for a little while or something. I don't know how to get used to lack of oxygen other than – I would not keep it on there very long. I'm just yeah, saying. Get in the plane and uh, get in the plane, and once you get up in the air, just start running around. Do 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 forties, run forties, in uh, in yeah, jumbo jet. Just in your, own in your own private jumbo jet. And it will practice you for getting used to heckling too. Because if you if a big dude like Pat Sertan just start up and down the aisle of a Delta jet, Shirtless. then I think Shirtless. people are gonna be like, "Hey, what are you doing, asshole?" <laughs> So, uh, yeah, people can get used to that. Um, 
Jimmy, let me tell everybody about betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the place you want to be. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. Uh, you can still bet on some of the draft if you're listening to this in time. Uh, you can bet on golf. You can bet on reality TV. You can bet on whatever you want. And this week, you got the Triple Crown, uh, the first leg of the Triple Crown in the Kentucky Derby. So go check that out. You also get a lot of news and odds and info. Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, NFL, uh, college football, tennis, whatever you want. So head over there before the next pitch of the Major League Baseball and use your laptop or your mobile device and uh, check out betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines like some chump. Go over to betonline.ag, use the promo code Locked On, and you will get a 50% welcome bonus. You put in 100 bucks, you get to play with 150 Free, easy money, because that's the way Jimmy and I like to handle our listeners. Free, easy money, betonline.ag. Go check them out ASAP. All right, Jimmy, let's talk about uh, Devontae Smith now. I mean, boy, I'm going to tell you, um, first of all, Devontae Smith, how about the suit, bro? I mean, now all the suits were were popping except, boy, Christian Barmore. Um, I'm kind of glad he didn't go first round because, like, he needed a better suit and tie. Um, that tie was – unreasonably Al Bundy short. I mean, it was, it was really <laughs> a short tie for such a big dude. Um, but going back to Devontae Smith, he was dressed to the nines, tens, and elevens. And man, he looked fantastic. And then the Eagles get to reunite uh, Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts, obviously. And the, that's the, the duo that hooked up for a game winner against Mississippi State. They did, and again, we got this this half right, didn't we? Uh, in our mock, in our mock, we just got it reversed. We had Devontae yeah, in Miami yeah. and, and and Waddle in Philadelphia, and so we were on the right track. It just ended up the other other way, and uh, I really like it. Uh, a couple of things that's a little different. I'm not being negative on it at all. I love it because I really pull for for Jalen Hurts, and I want him to do well, and it'll be more fun pulling for Jalen and throwing passes to to Devontae, but a couple of things, the Eagles feel a little disjointed to me right, right now. Like there's not really a plan uh, that drafted several wide receivers in the first round <laughs> last year. Uh, and then the kid got a little hurt. Uh, so, you know, let's hope Devontae doesn't slip into the void like these other Eagles first round receivers have, but I, I love the city. Uh, one thing's for sure, if you're good in, in Philadelphia, you're a hero. I mean, it's the town that it's the town that built Rocky. Uh, and Devontae's like that. I mean, he is an underdog. I mean, he's 170 pounds. He, he, he's, he's going to be, if, he, if he's good, and, and we know that he is as Alabama fans, uh, he's going to be beloved in that city. Uh, I, I like on NFL Network last night, somebody, <laughs> somebody smartly pointed out how similar in size he is to Allen Iverson. Uh, you know, who, who was, you know, a, a, another Philadelphia icon and, and, and who was also six foot, 166 pounds, just, just like Devante. Um, but no, I, I think it's good. And uh, yeah, I'll be pulling for the Eagles. And, and, and I hope uh, I, if Hertz does become the long-term answer in Philadelphia, that's great news for Devante. That means that it's working. No, I agree. And I think this is, man, again, I think the personality fit is fantastic here. Um, 
he's just a grinder, and I think the Philadelphia fans are going to love that. I understand the weight concerns, but I understand them less because he's been playing in the SEC, and the SEC was just on half line last night. Alabama had six picks by itself. The Big Ten, Big 12 had none, zero, zero picks by the Big 12. That's amazing. So um, when you think about Devontae Smith, is uh, he's in the same company with Jamar Chase's and um, – you know, Kadarius Tony's other guys that were in the SEC that are getting picked in the first round, and he was better than they were. So, I mean, you at least on the same level as Jamar Chase, it's hard to say better than because Jamar Chase had really the same accolades except for the Heisman. Um, so anyway, I just think it was a uh, night for him. I'm glad he gets to hook back up with Hurts, and I saw they connected on Twitter, and I think that's cool. Devontae, by the way, is scheduled to make about 20 million as well, just like Sertan, because they went back to back. Now, here's the deal. I want to skip Mac here. I think I want to save Mac for last. So gotcha. I'm going to go ahead and bounce up to um, Alex Leatherwood. And look, Jimmy, I'm a bammer, damn it. But if you're going to tell me that Alex Leatherwood, I would have lost all the money if betonline.ag had said, okay, Alex Leatherwood will go in the first, what, 17 picks or whatever it was. I would have lost everything I had. Um, I love Alex Leatherwood. I, I wish him the best, and I am happy for him. That being said, just trying to take the blinders off here, I feel like the Raiders reached like Manute Bowl doing yoga reaching. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, well, it, in, in one way it's a reach in, in that we, we didn't see Alex Leatherwood mocked that high on any mock draft in, in months. Anyway. He wasn't even mocked in the first round uh, at all. Uh, in the past month or two, but let's give uh, one thing I love about it with, with, with Mayock and Gruden doing this is they, that's proof. They do their own work. I mean, they they didn't draft off of, of the, the, the Kuiper McShay, Daniel Jeremiah shows. I mean, they did their own work. They did their own scouting. They relied on their own front office people, their own scouting department. And they didn't, they didn't, you know, basically give kids grades based on where, where they were in other mocks. This is their opinion. It's their opinion. And their opinion is that they needed an offensive lineman and Leatherwood was the best one on the board at that, at that spot. I'm sure they didn't have Leatherwood ahead of Panay Sewell, but he wasn't going to be available then. Um, but they did take Leatherwood over other offensive linemen that I believed would have gone before him. Just to name one, uh, you know, Taven Jenkins from Oklahoma State, who I think is really good based on the tape I've seen. And Jenkins didn't go at all in the first round. Um, so I, I'm not saying I like to pick if I was a Raiders fan that wasn't an Alabama fan. I would be like, really like, how come our guys think they're smarter than all the other guys? You know, <laughs> I would be I would be concerned. It's a legitimate concern if you're a Raiders fan that's not an Alabama fan. Uh, but. What, what I appreciate as an evaluator is, hey, they, 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 they went their own way. They don't care that he has a higher grade with them than the other 31 teams. They don't care. They're like, we're, we're totally sold on this guy. And I'll say this, even though I didn't expect him to go that high, I believe Alex Leatherwood is a multi-year starter at guard or tackle in the NFL. And maybe that doesn't mean you should be a first-round pick. But I also don't think it was a wasted pick. They, they, they picked up a starter. He will start this fall, and assuming good health, he's going to start for eight or ten years. 
Yeah. And again, I, I, I'm not trying to, uh, I'm not trying to like say this was stupid or whatever. And, and they did, you got to go your own way, like Fleetwood Mac. I mean, you got to do your thing. Right. Um, but, um, I just, I guess from a value standpoint, you know, um, from a value standpoint, you you could have traded back. You could, you could have gotten him in the second round. I really believe that unless, you know, maybe there was some intel that they believe somebody else liked him. Um, so it's hard to, to absolutely destroy the Raiders over this pick. It is, um, especially when the Raiders have now drafted an Alabama dude for three straight years, correct? They have uh, Josh Jacobs and then uh, Ruggs last year and and and, and now – Leatherwood, so Mayock and Gruden, they uh, they love them some Bammers. Yeah, and and again, I, I'm not trying to say this was stupid and Alex Leatherwood's no good. That please don't get it twisted that way. It's just I'm looking at this from a pure oh. value standpoint. You know, hey, I, not just the Alabama guys, but in my opinion, I, I watch all these draft shows. As everybody knows, me and you, we eat the stuff up. I've seen all the shows and all the talk for months. Of all of the 32 picks last night, the Leatherwood selection is the most surprising one. It has nothing to do with Alabama. It's it's the most surprising pick of the 32. Yep. So so you're not wrong to be pointing it out and going, you know, WTF here. I mean, you're you're not the only one that's that's, that's doing that. I mean, it was the biggest surprise selection of the entire 32. Uh, for those that don't keep up with it like we do. All right, Jimmy, let me tell everybody about Built Bar. BuiltBar.com is where you want to go. Look, they've got uh, 18 amazing flavors, uh, six new flavors. Now, here's the thing. I was just informed, and I I did not know this because I've been trying some of their new stuff, that carrot cake is no longer available, and or at least it isn't right now, but they may be bringing it back. Um, I'm starting right now. Hashtag bring carrot cake back. I know that's really long, but let's go with it. Let's, let's, let's start this going. Let's get it viral. Bring carrot cake built bar back. Hashtag bring carrot cake back, but go to builtbar.com and try some of the other stuff until we get this delicious carrot cake back. Try some of their other bars. Um, it's great for the health conscious guy. B U I L T B A R.com. Use the promo code locked on 15. It's great for a keto diet. For, for instance, like the peanut butter, it's got 19 grams of protein, only 180 calories, five grams of sugar, five grams net carbs. You can't beat that, man. That's just absolutely, and it's delicious. It's covered in chocolate. It's awesome. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON15, and you will get 15% off that order. And look, hey, man, you got to go order them because if you don't order them, they may switch out a flavor or something like that. They do with carrot cake. I'm telling you that carrot cake's the bomb. They got to bring it back and y'all got to help me. Um, I actually had a poster on Crimson Country Club bring this up and I appreciate him so much for letting us know about this. But builtbar.com, promo code LOCKEDON15. Go use it today. All right, Jimmy, uh, Najee Harris, um, that was outside of Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. I mean, those two were, were locked in, and it's always pretty easy to get the number one pick, right? Everybody kind of knows who it is before the draft. Usually. I would say Najee Harris to um, Pittsburgh seemed like the best fit of anybody in the draft to me. Pittsburgh's going to love this dude. I mean, love him. And he's so Pittsburgh. Now, not in a personality sense necessarily in – He's um really articulate. Not that Pittsburgh people aren't. I'm just saying he's not um not from the area, so he's not going to sound like them. But 
you know, he grew up, he had sort of a tough circumstance growing up um, that he's, uh, you know, grew up in a, a, a very tough circumstance really. And then he's, he's not flashy. I mean, yeah, he can hurdle somebody. Yeah. He can spin move somebody, but he's not going to burn by anybody. He's not Travis Etienne in that way. And I think Pittsburgh's going to appreciate his hard hat approach. You know, he doesn't lose yards very often and he goes and he blocks and he, he makes tough receptions. I mean, people, Pittsburgh's going to love this dude. And I think he's going to love Pittsburgh. So I think this is maybe one of the best fits in all the draft. And we nailed it, you know, in our mock draft. And we weren't the only people around going, hey, watch out for Pittsburgh and Najee. I mean, <laughs> I, I think it was, you know, we got it because it was such an obvious fit. You know, a fit in the draft is need meets talent. And Pittsburgh, of all teams in the draft, Pittsburgh needed a running back the most. They were picking at 24, where it was not crazy to take a running back. Had Pittsburgh picked at eight or nine, they probably wouldn't have taking Najee. They, they would have dressed something else because maybe Najee's not a great value at eight or nine, but he is at 24. And you make a great point about the fit and the personality. Uh, Najee, you know, you interview him, you get to know him and, and he's kind of what, what I call a white collar guy. But then you watch him play football and he's blue collar. He's a blue collar player, which is exactly, it fits the mold. And hey, Pittsburgh has a history with physical running backs. From going back to Franco Harris, Franco Harris, Jerome Bettis, Le'Veon Bell, who, by the way, is an excellent comp to Najee. Najee's a lot like Le'Veon Bell. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's a good fit. It's like, you know, Najee just feels like he's the right name in the, in the succession of backs in Pittsburgh. And uh, it, it's just one of the best fits in, in the draft. And I am certain that Najee is going to do well in Pittsburgh this fall. And I hope uh, Pittsburgh has a second or third back to kind of take some of the load off. One thing about that league, you can be the main running back and you can get more carries than anyone else, but it's, it's not a good idea to carry the ball 25 times for 17 consecutive weeks in that league. So hopefully they find Najee a little help back there. So we don't have to carry the whole load, but He'll shoulder most of it, and he'll do just fine. All right, and now we come to what I think – and by the way, Najee is scheduled to make $13 million and Leatherwood $14 million. And that's another thing. If you had told me Leatherwood would come out of this making more money than Najee, I would have told you you're crazy. And it's – hey, again – Super kudos to Leatherwood. Love me some Alex Leatherwood. Appreciate you. In fact, when he signed, I said that's going to be the the best choice for a top five pick in the NFL draft. I'm just saying it was a shock last night. I don't want anybody to get that mistaken. Now, we come to, uh, boy, one of the biggest stories of the night, Mac Jones going to New England. Uh, the great thing about that was he and uh, Bill Belichick <coughs> kind of walk alike. Did anybody notice that? I saw, I saw the uh... – video clip of it side by side it's funny um and i think this is that this is perfect i think it worked out great for him yes it's less money yes he's going to make 15 million over this rookie contract versus you know what would have been probably more like 30 something i mean so he's making about half but you know that's fine i, f I find it kind of ironic yesterday i was watching an old sopranos and you I think it's uh, Eugene. Yeah, Eugene. That was uh, in Tony's crew. Um, he, an aunt died, and he got an, uh, this big inheritance. And he went to Tony and was like, "I want to get out of the, you know, basically want to get out of the mob and retire. I got an inheritance of two million dollars." And I was thinking, you know, Eugene 
I think it's Spotify, is going to quit the mafia and move to Florida with $2 million. And uh, Mac Jones is making $15 million and we're worried about Mac Jones. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. <laughs> um, but anywho, um, I think it's a great spot for Mac. I think, look, the Tom Brady comparisons are unfair. They're really unfair to Tom Brady. I mean, look, I love me some Mac Jones, but – I mean, you can't put Mac Jones in the same sentence with Tom Brady right now, outside the fact that they're both white and have tad pods and not super mobile. <laughs> That's it. Um, but they are both deadly accurate and they both play American football. So there's some other comparisons. And I do find it quite ironic that uh, Mac Jones is going to take the place of two former quarterbacks in Cam Newton and Jarrett Stidham. That is quite ironic and not lost on me at all. <laughs> it is pretty uh... – I don't know if cool is the right word, cool or weird, that uh, the Auburn National Championship quarterback and an Alabama National Championship quarterback will be in the same QB room uh, in the NFL. That's, uh, but but hey, here's one little soapbox thing for me. And, and, again, I watch all the mocks like everyone else. I eat it up. I memorize them. I like it. I love Daniel Jeremiah and Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper and Bucky Brooks and all those guys. Uh, I, I appreciate their work, and I like it. But the fans – we all take it too serious. How many times did we hear last night, Mac was falling, Mac's falling. Falling from what? Falling from what? Because he didn't go as high as some people projected, it, as some media people projected in a mock draft. If the 49ers were taking Trey Lance all along, you know, if the 49ers looked at all of them and went, you know what, we're going with Trey Lance. Mac didn't fall anywhere. He went where he was supposed to go, which is the NFL viewed him as like, uh, he's a first-round quarterback. He's probably not as good as these other four. <laughs> and, that, and that's what the NFL's opinion is. It, it, he never fell. You know, if anything, he rose. Because before the season started, I wasn't sure I was seeing Mac Jones in seven-round mocks. You know, and, and, and now yeah. here he is, the 15th pick in the draft. So I think it's incredible uh, that, that, that we're talking about this. And, and I'll tell you, it cracks me up. A lot of the Alabama fans – you know, not not specific ones, but a lot of the Alabama fans, quote, upset last night that San Francisco didn't take Mac at three were probably some of the same fans last summer that said that Mac Jones wasn't going to be the starting quarterback at Alabama. It's the same people, you know, that, that, that Mac can't start at Alabama. How dare they take Trey Lance ahead of Mac Jones, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, that just sort of cracks me up. I mean, hey, just just calm down. Folks, Max, fine. I assure you, if the happiest person in that building last night was Mac Jones, I mean, because that's how he rolls, that's how he is. And Mac is soon to be, maybe not this season, but soon to be the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. And his head coach is Bill Belichick, and his quarterback coach is Josh McDaniel, who's one of the best in the business. It's a good situation. Again, how about this? I mean, yeah, Max, not the first pick with Trevor or the second pick, Zach Wilson. He's going to a better team. He has I a chance agree. to win yeah. now and is going to spend less time on his back. By the way, the Patriots have one of the premier offensive lines in the sport. So yep. good situation for Mac. He's got, I think he'll win. I suppose their plan is going to be Cam Newton will be the starter and Mac will learn. But he was the 15th pick in the draft, so – I'm sure they draft him with the idea of if Cam gets hurt, he can play this fall. If Cam stays healthy, Mac Jones will be our starting quarterback in 2022.
Uh, Jimmy, really quickly, shout out to uh, our boy Hunter Johnson, who is an internet legend and a Twitter legend. Um, he had the line of the night on the on the draft, if you ask me, because some Auburn uh, beat writers were really uh, touting the fact that Brian Harson apparently, you know, uh, offered uh, Zach Wilson, or at least had him committed for a little bit, and he they also offered uh, Trey Lance, who turned him down to go to a lesser division school. Um, and they were like, yeah, boy, he could, he's really got an eye for talent. And yeah. And on, on top of that, Mike Bobo was the first one to offer Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, Hunter Johnson's argument was like, yeah, first of all, um, nobody, the reason he was offering some of these guys is because he couldn't go after any bigger guys. And secondly, none of those guys went to his school. So, you know, <laughs> noticing them is one thing. I mean, I can notice that uh, Jessica Alba is fine. I couldn't get her to marry me. <laughs> and secondly, <laughs> we came up with a nickname for Brian Harson, which will, I don't know if it's warranted. I don't know yeah. if Brian Harson's any good yet, so I don't want to disrespect him. But he called Brian Harson Potato Gus, and I have not quit laughing since. <laughs> I think that nickname is going to stick. I mean, I think it's going to stick. It doesn't mean anything. That's the funniest thing about it is it doesn't mean anything. Oh, it's a reference to the fact that Harson was coaching in Idaho and Auburn's last coach's name was Gus. That's right. That's it. I mean, it, that, and so, so in That's other it. words, it means nothing, <laughs> but it's funny because it but sounds it's funny. It, it's hilarious because it sounds funny. So yeah, I think that look, it will, uh, I think that it will stick. Nickname story. Let me give you another nickname story, okay? I got a friend in Ellick City. His last name is uh, McMullen. And uh, 10 years ago, we used to have this, uh, well, for several years, we had this sort of grown men's fraternity we used to go to and have a good time. And every day we played blackjack at lunch. I know it's, uh, it's we were all deviants, but we did. And one of the guys that played with us was probably 72, 73 years old at the time, maybe late 60s, somewhere in there. And he um, he would start a sentence occasionally and then abruptly stop, like to get gather his thoughts and then finish the sentence. The problem was every now and again, you know, if you caught him in the wrong pause, you were like, okay, I don't, I, these two things don't connect or whatever. Well, we used to call our buddy whose last name was McMullen. We called him Mullet because McMullen sort of goes with Mullet. That's not a great nickname, but that's the way it was. Well, uh, mullet had said something and the older gentleman wanted to contradict him. And so what he said was, but mullet, and then stopped. And when he stopped, uh, everybody said, wait a minute, but mullet, that didn't even make any sense. <laughs> Just a butt mullet? What, what the hell is that? Because I immediately thought of somebody's backside with all this hair coming down like a Kentucky wall. I don't know why. But um, anyway, I thought that was a little oh. funny. Oh, butt mullet's but, a hell of a nickname. And so we have called him butt mullet ever since then. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy, <laughs> I've, just been handed, I've just been handed a note that I literally do have some visitors in my office. I have to run. But we will talk more about the draft later. And until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.